Sziasztok, Janó vagyok. Közép-Európa első világra szóló podcast csatornáját hallgatjátok Magyarországról. Ez a Budapest.fm. Hi, my name is Ray, and you're listening to the number one podcast station in Central Europe, Budapest.fm, podcasting to the world from Hungary. Folks, it's Friday night story time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Egyszer elért egy körtefán. Azt mondja a körtefán Welcome back to another edition of Chitatuk Esaka Tutanet Idu. Today I'm here with a very special guest, Frugina, aka Fruji. Hi. Sziasztok. Mije Frugina. Igen. Mije Frugina. And I met Fruji last year. She was a journalist for the A38 Hayo Naplo uh, magazine, newspaper, whatever you want to call it. And we did an interview. We had a great day. Walked around the city, went up to the tomb of uh, Gul Baba, was it? Yeah, it was. Met a Serbian lady also. Met a Serbian lady, walked around the statue of uh, Tava Shevchenko, famous Ukrainian, Ukraine Kultu, down by the Kirai bathhouse, which is now closed, tragically. And now she is here to illuminate us with her expertise in all things literary. You had a degree in literature? Yeah, just recently got my master's. Nice. And what was the specific master's in? Oh, well, it was um, cultural theory, probably. And, um, well, Hungarian literature in general and media theory also. Great. So unlike me, who's just a charlatan and, uh, <laughs> and a, not a fraud, but someone who is, is posing as an expert on Hungarian literature, we have an actual expert with us today. So I'm very excited to get to that. We're going to read a little bit more of the Hunor and Magor story in English. And following about maybe 10-15 minutes, Fruji and I will break it down, have a little bit of a discussion, and then later in the show, we're going to move on to some Jozef Attila, her favorite, favorite poet. Favorite. Ked Vence, one of mine as well. And so I'm very, very, very excited to, for that. But before we get going, I have a lovely bottle here. Aww. It's got a nice historical cape on the front. Ezer Hatsas Kielensven Hat. That would have been at the end of the Tizen Hate the Sazad, right before the Rakotia Sabat Shakarts. It's from Dibonis Winery in Sabatka, which is currently in Serbia, but I think used to be part of the Magyar Kirashak. What do they call, you know, Felvidek is like Slovakia. What's the Serbian part called? Is there a word for it? Vojdašak. Vojdašak. So this is a Vojdašagi boar. Ketezer Kilens, Vurushbor. And it's got a gold medal or something. Oh, Aran Chapat. Oh, must be great. <laughs> Cheers. 
So let's get this poured out. We've got a nice wine glass here for Fruji. Yeah, it's the nice one for me, the ugly one for Willie. <laughs> Gentlemen should do. Very uh, suitable. Thank you. Here you are. Oh, so nice. So welcome, everybody. What was it, Yuk? Fruji ech Vilmos. Wow. That's it. Igen. Gyümölcsös. Erős. Gyümölcsös. Erős. Characteristic. How do you say like characteristic in Hungarian? Characteristic. Okay. Characteristic. Gyümölcsös. Erős. Erős. No. Csak erős. 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 És vörös. You know what is funny? When I first got my BA, it's like bachelor. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, then... The English part, you know, there's the Hungarian part. And then the English part said, expert in Hungarian. I was oh. like, oh my God, 23 years and I achieved this. Cool. Not genial. <laughs> my Not. friends couldn't stop like laughing at me. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go to this Hunor uh, and Magor legend. And this is part three, Harmadic Race. It's called White Eagle of the Moon, Feher Shash Ahudia. A hold. A hold. Fehershash a holdja, vagy. Fehershash holdja. So, here we go. Into Storyland. Enjoy. The White Eagle of the Moon. Hunor and Magor. You see, it always says Magyar here, but I, you know, his name is Magor. Hunor and Magyar. So, if I sometimes cross it up and say Magyar, that's why. Hunor and Magor were prepared for a long journey into the unknown lands. But they could not foresee that this journey would last for many long years. They could not foresee that there was to be no more peace for their people until they had reached the land of their destiny. They did not know that when they had left the blue lake, the Keikto, they had left the last unclaimed, undefended land, had left Asia, the land of the rising sun, and entered Europe, the land of the setting sun. They knew how to cope with wild beasts of the mountains or the occasional onslaught of marauding gangs. They were hardened to the burning heat and freezing winds of the plains. They knew how to pacify hostile spirits. But this time, they encountered something that was stronger, more dangerous than any of these. The desperate resistance of people who were defending their own lands. People who had found what the Huns and the Magyars were seeking, a permanent home. If they ever needed the armor of belief and the sword of purpose, they needed them in these illimitable, tragic years. Tragic for themselves because ensuing cruel wars changed their very souls, made fierce, wild warriors of the once carefree hunters, and tragic for those who stood in their way. Because they were crushed by a pitiless, relentless torrent of savages. They swept across Scythia, leaving a path of destruction behind them. Smoking ruins, desolate fields, and a multitude of the dead. In vain did Magor attempt to divert them toward the less populated north. 
The Huns, led by young Bendigus, swept on. The wings of the white eagle were stained with blood, and his piercing cry was heard over the whole world. For years there was no rest for them. There could be no rest. Like a sharp wedge, they had driven themselves into Europe, and now they were surrounded by enemies. They had to go on or perish. Perish, that's a good word. Perish means basically to die, to expire. Like food, it perishes. It has a a perish, a date, a perishing date, a date that it perishes by. What's the word for perish in Hungarian? Megalt? Semmi véleni. Semmi véleni. I like that. For years, there was no rest for them. There could be no rest. Like a sharp wedge, they had driven themselves into Europe, and now they were surrounded by enemies. They had to go on or perish. Not until Bendigus was a grown man did they find a haven from the terrific storm they themselves had created. Oh, I just saw a comment pop on there. Not sure exactly who it was, but... Sep estate. Welcome, Advizuyuk. Feel free to comment while we're reading. Fruji and I will answer. Good evening, all. Sepeshtet. Oh, Sabo Karoy. Alexa's Batya. Yoeshtet, Charlie. What's going on? How's Bristol? Very nice to see you here. On a narrow strip of land between the River Don and the River Volga, protected from the south by vast stretches of quicksand and brackish swamps, they found a stronghold where no enemy could surprise them. And once more, tents were raised all around an altar to Hador. Once more, men and women sat at peace around the campfires. But these were different tents and vastly different men and women. Tents were made of rich silks and velvets filled with plundered treasures carried there by hundreds of captives. Their clothes were heavy with gold and precious stones. Warriors were armed with swords and vicious, sharp javelins. And the rift between Huns and Magyars had become a gulf that they could not bridge over if they tried. Here, in this haven of peace, the beauty of a slave girl and the coming of Attila severed the last thread that held the brother tribes together. Wow, so here we have some imagery of the Magyar horse lords, the bane of Europe for a couple of centuries. And I think that this is the coming of the slave girl. What do you think of the story so far, this part three? Does it ring any bells of what you know about the legend of Hunor and Magor, or is it quite different? Yes, of course. Um, We always hear these stories in school. So we learn them, we read them, we try to understand them. Um, but really, is it it's just something that is? It just seems so far away from from our time now. And do you, did you like this legend or the other legends growing up when you were reading them, or did they feel a little bit like too distant from the truth to really be powerful for you? You know, I think as a child, you you cannot differentiate between mm-hmm. these things. So. You usually just listen to them as a good tale, as they should. And this story of Hunor and Magor specifically, what do you think it says about maybe the Hungarian culture or the Hungarian people in general? Is there any sort of clues to the makeup or the composition of the Hungarians in here? Well, I think 
Hunor and Mogor are, they are always like these um, originating um, sources of the Hungarians. So they are really like uh, these big, like fathers of the nation or something, but it's not like, it's not like that significant. You know, when you think about Hungarians, they mostly rely on um, not these stories maybe, but literature and big historical people. Maybe mm-hmm. they look up on these these uh, personalities more, mm-hmm. I think. Cool. I like that. So this is more of like a, a general origin story, but it's not necessarily what resonates in terms of like the cultural pride of the people. They're more proud of someone like maybe Petufi Shandor or one of the actual tangible figures that aren't like Hunor and Magor, these sort of imaginary people in a way that represent perhaps the... You know, when I think of these um, these characters... It always feels like to me like um, like some kind of this misty um, forest with a lot of uh, Hungarians just walking and and searching for something. It, it feels different from these other things I told you uh-huh. before. These are true tales, I think, true fairy tales. That's where myth is is very powerful for me. It sort of exists in this cross section of space between the truth. And the imagination. Yeah, certainly helps to understand. Just like dreams, I think. Yeah, it's sort of, it is like a, a, a dream in a way. Just as a dream is real, a myth is real. And perhaps it's even more real because... You no, know, yeah, myth has always has keys for life. Like keys to understand to for everyday life, I think. Like these symbols of Hunor and Magor, the symbol of the... You know, these animals mm-hmm. which we have, or like uh, Emesha Almo, mm-hmm. a dream of Emesha. Emesha was the mother of Almos. Yeah. And she dreamed, and she was impregnated by the Shash, by the eagle. Yeah. And she she knew that she is pregnant with this uh, Almos guy who, who's gonna uh, start a new way for the Hungarians. I think that might be where this story is heading. Let's read a little bit further okay. and we'll see where we go. And then perhaps. Head on to some poetry in a bit. Again, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, please throw them in the chat. We'll be here all night, maybe into the next morning. You never know how things are going to go. The Magyars were content to stay in this sheltered land, but the Huns were restless. They had tasted battle, and it was to their liking. Most restless among them was Bendigus, who had tasted power over thousands of men. He knew that he only had to command and his warriors. Hello, Willie from Debritsen. Debritsen. I said Debritsen because it's David. David Barat from Debritsen. Yoashtet, David. Yoashtet. Egeshegedra. Oh, that's a good one. Where were we? He knew that he only had to command and his warriors would go through fire or water, through danger and torture to carry out his wishes. But he knew that winter would be upon them soon. The many wounded had to be cared for. A tired army was sure to be defeated. So he used his power to hold his men in restraint, a hard task for him who wanted to go on more than any of them. At night, he could not sleep. The sound of his charging army, the clashing of the Kardok, and their wild shouts of victory echoed in his heart. 
He was like a caged eagle waiting for the day when he could spread his wings again. One night, he left his chateau and rambled around aimlessly in the sleeping camp. He wandered to the enclosure where the captive's tents stood near the banks of the river Ra. The night was cold, silvery with moonlight, and silent. He could hear the river gently lapping against its banks. It was a sweet, soothing sound, like the lullaby his mother used to sing. As he listened, a change came into the rhythm of the river's song. Now it was sad, yearning, and he could hear words. Someone was singing nearby. The melody coiled around his heart and drew him in. Down the grassy slope, down to the river's edge, he went. The soft grass deadened his footsteps, and he saw the singer before she heard him. Leaning against the tree so close to the river that her moonlit figure was reflected in the water, stood one of the captive girls. To be captive, that means to be basically captured like a slave. So she's a slave girl, this captive girl. Bendigoos stood motionless, watching and listening. Her deep, sad voice seemed to melt the fierceness around his heart. The restlessness, the restlessness left him. He was at peace. The song came to an end. The girl turned away from the river with a sigh. She saw Bendigoos. She made a move as to run away, then shrank against the tree and faced him defiantly. Defiantly. That's an adverb for the word defiant, and to defy someone is to stand up to them. There was contempt in her eyes and pride in the lift of her head. Bendigoos wanted to say, do not be afraid, but now he could not, for there was no fear in her eyes, just cold, proud contempt. He walked closer, he could have touched her, and still she faced him defiantly. What is her name? he asked, and his voice was gentle. Alita. Alita, he repeated slowly. Alita, your eyes are as cold as Yeg. Do you hate me? She looked at him for a long time, then she turned her head away. No, not now. She whispered. Always I have before, but not now. She was speaking the language of the Huns, yet it wasn't the same. To Bendigoos, the words she spoke were like her elusive reflection in the water. The same words he knew, but subtly different. And suddenly, the words of her song rang again in his ears. Lead me westward. White eagle of the moon, oh, lead me. Oh, silvery rays of the moon, westward I long to fly. Alita, where did you learn that song? Where did you learn the language of my people? He asked. She looked at him, surprised. It is the language of my people, and it is a song we all know. The song of the Feher Shash. Okay. Wow, sip. Najun Seip. Najun Seip. The Song of the Feher Shash. What is the, is the Feher Shash? Is that like a figure in the Hungarian mythology? I have no idea. No that, clue. That's what I'm not, I'm curious about because this version of the story, as we've said in the previous uh, editions of this reading, was told by a Hungarian woman 
Kate Serity. I guess she was born as Serity Kate. Born in Budapest in Ezer Njotsas Kielens van Kielens. Moved to America some 20 years later and then wrote these books for American children telling the Hungarian stories in English. But I feel like she might have changed a few things here and there to maybe make it, I don't know, different or... I don't know, but the feeling is definitely something something that stayed in the stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know about this white ego thing, but um, I, I loved it so far. Cool. What do you think? Should we keep going or do you want to transition over to uh, the poetry? No, you keep going. I like it. All right. Let's read a little bit more of this story. We have Bendigus. I forget if he was the son of Hunor or Magor but he was the son of one of them. And now he's getting restless. He's ready to fight. He's sort of freaking out. It sounds like maybe he needs a girl. And he finds this Alita. And she's speaking the language of his people. The White Eagle! exclaimed Bendigus. Who are you? Who are your people? Alita lifted her head proudly. She stood like a white flame before him. I am the daughter of King Ashkenaz, and my people are the Cimmerians, homeless wanderers upon the earth, lost in the wilderness, downtrodden by the Scythians, slain by the enemy's swords, and torn by the fangs of famine, famine? Uh-huh. For, longer, for longer years than I can remember. We have never lost hope. We believe that someday we would find the land of peace, believe that someday the leader promised to us by our great forefather, Gomer, would come and lead us to the land, the leader who shall be called the White Eagle. And now we have been taken by slaves by you, Bendagus, and hope is dead in our hearts. The White Eagle is but a song. Bendagus listened to her rushing words in silence. And then he said, Alita, do you know what my people call me? Your name is Bendagus, I know. He held out his hand to her. Alita, listen to me. My name is Bendigus, the White Eagle. My people are also seeking a land of peace, promised to them by our forefather Nimrod. We have been slain by swords and torn by famine on the way. Now we will kill and destroy, not because we want to, but because nothing must stand in our way. We must and we will reach the land of our destiny. Wow. While he spoke these words, Alita came slowly closer to him and took his hand. He closed his strong fingers on her hands and went on. Tomorrow, Alita, your people shall be free. Tell them that they may leave us or stay with us, not as slaves, but as our brothers. Tell them that our strength will be their strength, that we will never forsake them. She had been looking into his eyes intently, searchingly. Now she smiled. I can speak for my people now, Bendagus. I will follow wherever you go. We will follow the white eagle of the moon westward. Always. She stepped back and slipped away between the dark trees. She might have been a dream, but her voice floated back to Bendagus, growing fainter and fainter. Lead me westward, white eagle of the moon. Oh, lead me. Bendigu's back in his tent was also singing softly. On silvery rays of the moon, 
Westward, I longed to fly. And as he drifted into sleep, his last thought was, Westward, but not alone. Not alone anymore. Okay. So, we have this scene between Bendigoos and Alita, and he has convinced her to bring her people over to him. Now, is my understanding is Alita, she's representative of some other tribe, I think, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. I don't know which kind of tribe, but you know what came to my mind during your story? That um, this westward thing. This is something that Hungarians are always thinking about, just westward. And I think, I don't want to really go into this political or some contemporary um, social issues of the Hungarian um, society. I think we'll need another couple of podcasts for that. Yeah, (laughs) me too. And uh, also it's kind of boring compared to this, but um, I think this is something that is very, um, very like Hungarian thing to think and dream about going west. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, even because this story, I think it takes place originally in Scythia where Nimrod was the king. And then Hunor and Magor, they had to look for a new kingdom for their people. So even though now when we talk about this dichotomy between East and West, we're more referring to Eastern Europe versus Western Europe, this still even back to those days goes back to this idea of Europe as a whole and what was East of that. And even I think back before, you always have this wedge of hungry right between these concepts of East and West, whatever they may represent. So before you had the Byzantine emperor, and the Catholic emperor, or the Pope, whatever you want to call it, and the Hungarians had to choose between Orthodox Christianity and Catholicism. And then later on, you have the Turkish, and you have the Austrians, and those are two decisions to go East and West. So perhaps this is a theme that is reflected throughout the history. Yeah, and this border border identity type of thing is always represented now also. Like feeling, feeling like a bridge, actually, like from West to East. And would you say, oh, Luxica, hello, Willie from Tatabanya, Tatabanya. I love Tatabanya. I went to a great cave there. It was called the something Barlong. What, what is it called? Oh, I don't know. It probably is Turul Barlong. No, no, no. There's, there's, there's the Turul. The yeah, Salim, there's that statue. The Salim Barlong. Salim Barlong. Zoltan Shosh. Yoeshtet. How do you pronounce his last name? Shosh? Shosh. Shosh. It's just like a duplicate if gondolom így van. Gondolom. Gondolom így van. És most azt hiszem lehet a beszélni magyarul. Megpróbálhatjuk. Okay. Próbálok. Próbálok. <laughs> Jó napot. Julio Gulio. That doesn't wow. sound like a magyar. <laughs> Julio Gulio. Jó napot. Jó napot, Julio. Hello. Zoltán. Urv Tataro. Welcome. Igazából soha mentem a, a Tatabra, csak Tatabanyara, és Tatabanya nagyon érdekes uh, város, mert azt hiszem a klasszikus, uh, vegyes, történelmes és kommunistás uh, város, mert például sok panelházak, mm. de is uh, nagyon-nagyon szép uh, kiállítás és, és szép uh, természetes. De azt hallgatom, Tata nagyon-nagyon nyugodó, nem? Igen, Tata történelmibb, mint Tata bánya. Gondolom, hogy az volt inkább a bányaváros, uh-huh. de 
De Tata, Tatán van igazából egy vár. Ó. Eszterházi vár. Eszterházi vár. És egy gyönyörű tó is, ahol már én is megfordultam. A nagyon gyönyörű tó, igazából azt, azt hallgattam. Igen. En, és és a, mm, Miskolci vagy, nem? Igen, én Miskolci. És megígérted, hogy eljössz egyszer. Meg Tessék? You promised. You come. Igen, igen. Igen. Persze, persze. Igazából, igazából a, már a mentem Lila Föredre. És nem szóltál. Hm. Nem szóltál. Mi, mi, mit, mit, mit azt mond, mondtad? You haven't told me you're coming. <laughs> most, igen, most igazából a mentem, men, megyek a New Yorkba a 23. novembertól. 27. decemberig, de azt hiszem Buek után persze megjünk uh, Miskotra, Alexa-val. Wow. De, de, de már mentem a Miskot, Miskotra a barlangföldő. Mm-hmm. Nagyon érdekes. Nagyon érdekes. Uh, igen, az egy barlangba vált termálfürdő. És uh, mit írtak? Írtak valamit. Sziasztok! Milyen jó Organumod van, Willy. Színes vagy? Kis Erika, mit jelent organumod? Uh, you have a very nice voice tone. The tone of your voice is very nice. Köszönöm szépen, Erika. Are you an actor? Nem, nem. She asked. Nem, 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 nem színes vagyok, de nem tudom, mert azt hiszem, hogy mindenki színes, és az egész világ... Egy színpad. Egy színpad. <laughs> azt hiszem a okosabb a Vilmos azt mondta azt mi, mi, mit, mit azt érte Zoltán gyere megmutatom megmutatom tatát oké okay. igen buek után talán első előkozzam igen és utána <laughs> megyünk túrázni túrázni nagyon jó és már mentem a Lilaföldre, Alexa Cseládjával, mert uh, nagyon jó kirándultunk Tokára, uh-huh. és utána, amikor visztunk, visztunk Budapestre. Amikor visszajöttünk? Visszajöttünk, amikor visszajöttünk Budapestre, uh, mentünk a Lilaföldre, és nagyon szép. Mm. Igen. Lilaföld olyan, mint egy mese mint egy tündér, nem tudom, egy, egy, egy tündérres történet. <laughs> my family's from Hungary. I watch your channel to understand my mom's culture. So thank you very much for all your guys' hard work. Ah, Najanyo, Kosanom Sepen, Julio Gulio. Hi. Where are you from, by the way, Julio? Are you from, uh, what part of, are you from the States? Are you from America? Are you from New York, like me? Perhaps. And where is your mom's family from? Is also because Vilmos is from Felvidék. <laughs> Igen, Felvidéki Vilmos, a rövid neve, a rövid neve, nickname. Nickname, nem, Betenev. Betenev, Felvidéki Vilmos. Betenev. 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 Las Vegas. <laughs> wow. You ever been to Vegas, Fruji? <laughs> no, never planning on. Sorry. <laughs> What happens there? Not there's, like a party the... person. Oh yeah. Well, Vegas, I've been just once, and it's. I wouldn't call it fun, but it's something. Budapest is where his mother is from, I believe. Giulio Gulio. Cool. Yo, yo, Varos, I see some Budapest. 
Do you like Budapest or do you like Miskolc better? Well, you know, we only have this one huge city in the country, so everybody loves to come here eventually. Um, and you have to also because you have um, you have your career and everything, but it's really an astonishing place, I think. Yeah. I agree. I also have some Italian friends who told me, "Okay, I have seen this whole bunch of cities in my life, but Budapest is something else." It is. It is something else. And Kosanom Sepena Adrian Brown, Barna Adrian, most majorul kunyu bes kunyu nekem minden nap met atalaban megyeka sanahazba és amikor votam sanahazban például uh, ha kezdin, ha szeretni, ha, ha akar, 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 akarok kezdeni a beszélgetés uh, mindenkivel, kell beszélgetni velem, mert a szánában, és most uh, lehet gyakorolni minden nap. Rá vannak kényszerülve? They must. Them, again, they, again, again. They're closed up with you. No choice, no choice. <laughs> and it's hot in there. Also. Yeah, the, the heat the heat actually brings out a lot of interesting conversations. You can talk with me now if you want to come on video with uh, Fruchina and myself. You can Have go. Have you ever had someone on video? My friend Eddie, who's uh, no stranger to being on camera, came on uh, once before. Don't be shy, Julio. <laughs> yeah, Julio Gulio, if you want to come on Julio Gulio Gulio Julio, if you want to come on video, you're more than welcome to Budapest.fm or .fm if you're American. Backslash Willie. That's me. It's a crap hole. Vegas is he loves Vegas. He loves Vegas, Julio Gulio. Isha ki has a Kedvenc Kutu, Majo Kutu. As in Kedvenc Kutum. Valószínűleg József Attila. József Attila. He's like um, he's like the one of the biggest poets uh-huh. of Hungary, probably. He died very young. Uh, he was like 32 or 33. I'm not sure. Egyik a legnagyobb kutú Magyarországon és meghalt amikor nagyon fiatal volt. Igen. És tragikus ember, nem? Igen. Uh, eléggé tragikus a költészete, és, uh, de vannak azért vidám részei is. És uh, az ő születésnapja a magyar költészetnek a napja. Magyar költészek napja. Mm-hmm. Mit jelent? It's the Hungarian Poetry Day on uh, April 11th. Oh, wow. I didn't yes. know that. Tizenegyedik áprilisban. Mm-hmm. And also he has... Um, like the memorial places of uh, where he where he was born in Budapest also. Where was he born in Budapest, you know? In Ferencváros. Ferencváros. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ferencváros on most. Igen, most itt vagyunk éppen. Rádoi. Super, super, super. Jó, jó, uh, nem coincidence. How do you say coincidence in Hungarian? Um, véletlen. Véletlen. Nem véletlen. Barna Adrian, I was born in Budapest, but grew up in the U.S., so I feel like I need to relearn my mother tongue and practice. That's going to be a hard work. Not Janehe's Azania Nyav. Do you think it's a hard one? Again, again, not Janehe's. The Asisema's Elshu Tiz Sazilek Leg Nehezeb, Utan Nem Kunyu, the Pedo Asisem 
Shoha uh, flu native uh, besa get to besa get how do you say native speaker? Mm. Sosem beszélek majd úgy, mintha az anyanyelvem lenne. Okay, yeah, like for me to get to that point. Anyanyelv means um, um, mother tongue, you know. This. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's also interesting, like anyanyelv, mother mm-hmm. tongue. It's a very literal thing. Oh, I have a very good story on that, actually. Uh, do you know one of these big um, like philosophers, um, Heidegger? Yeah. He once uh, came to Budapest and he... He met some guys, some professors, you know, and uh, once he got to know that the Hungarian uh, word for thought is gondolat, uh-huh. which has this short um, part, which is gond, um, and that means um, issue, some issue, some problem. Oh, I didn't so know you have to, when you are thinking, you see, you have some problem to solve, and that's contained in the word actually actually wow so uh, and he said okay oh my god i i would have i should have learned hungarian instead of like ancient greek <laughs> classic heidegger yeah that's why they say shemigont like no problem right yeah uh, a linda hello from del carolina usa i was in hey what's up where are you which part of south carolina i was in uh wow now it's escaping me What is that place? I've been there several times. I was in a wedding there in a Kiowa, Kiowa Island, Kiowa Never Island. Never heard. Is it a nice place? Very nice. Very nice. It's like one of the nicest places in the country, probably. Hi, Willie, from Marine Mayaroš. I am French and moved to Hungary to follow my husband. I'm also trying to embrace the culture and the language. Love what you do. Thank you very much, Marina Mayaroš. I'm guessing that Mayaroš is your husband's last name. Cool. Another foreigner who loves Hungarian culture. There's a lot of us out there, actually. That's that's some something strange to us. I think <laughs> it's such a small country. Who would have thought about us? But actually, I have one of my best friends, Chila Sia, who is uh, living now in Japan, and uh, she got to know his husband um, because of him liking Hungarian culture, and he wanted to learn actually the language. And I don't know, he's pretty fine with it now, but they also live in Japan, so can't, wow. can't really tell. So Chila and this guy, where is he from? Japan. He's from Japan. Okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah, and um, but he told me that it's a very hard language also, so. Again, that mindigerikesh is... Nagyon szép a verseket nagyon gyönyörű, és most... Azt hiszem, lehet uh, ovasni a József Attila. Which one do you want to? Uh, talán, uh, okay. How do I say we can give everyone three choices and they can pick? Okay, let's give three choices. So three choices. Nagyon fáj. Very pain. Sziasztok, Angliából, Leedsból. Leeds, like the football team. There's a saying, everyone hates Leeds, but I think it's actually a lovely place. They just hate the football team. Vili Mo. <laughs> so, choice number one, Najon Fai. Choice number two, what was that? Dunana. Dunana. At the Danube. By the Danube, at the Danube, Dunana. Choice number one, Najon Fai. Choice number two, Adunana. And choice number three? Mm. 
maybe this um no wow so many great poems shok nash vesh shok sik vesh Oh, this one, Suletesh Napomra. Suletesh Napomra, from my birthday. So we got choice number one. Nagyon fáj. Nagyon fáj. Choice number two. Odunana. And choice number three. Suletesh Napomra. What's it going to be? We can take the first one that answers. Put it in the... Go on. Besagetesh Soba. Go on. Go on. Go on. Menu. Let's see. And see. We'll wait here. We'll wait here all night. Aduna Nal says Barna Adrian. Good choice. Good choice. We were hoping that you would say that. Oh. All right. Now to find it. You oh, know. Probably. Yeah. This one. Okay. So I think we'll do a little back and forth here. I'll read one verse. No, you're going to read until that. I'm going to read until that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will do as you command. Aduna Nal. El Shures. Arakko dopart, al shokuven utem. Nestem, hoj usik ela dinyehe. Alik, halotam. Shoshomba, merulten. Hoj fechega felsin, halgatame. Mita sivembol, foit vonatova. Zavros, bilches naj, votaduna. Mitazizmok, hadogozik az ember, reszel, kalapál, váljogot, vetás. Úgy pattant, úgy feszült, úgy enyedet el, minden hullám, és minden mosdulás, és mint édesanyám, ringatott, mesélt, és mosta a város minden szennyesét. És elkezdett az eső cseprezni, de mint a mindegy volna el is állt, és mégis, mint aki barlangból nézi, a hosszú esőt néztem a határt. Egy kedvű, örök eső modra hut, szintelenül, mi tarka voltam ott, Alexa. A Dunar csak folyt, és mint a termékén, másra gondoló anyanak ülén. A kisgyermek úgy játszadoztak szépen, és nevet gyertek a habok felém. Az idő árján úgy remektek ők, mint sírküves, dűlöngő temetők. May I go? So what did that mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's basically sitting by the Danube and he's thinking about the past and he's thinking about his mother. Mm-hmm. He sees, it starts by him seeing like a watermelon, the, the piece of a watermelon. The floating. rind, the rind yeah, of a watermelon. The and then he's starting to think about the mother who is who was like a... She was washing the clothes of the people around the building. And it was a very, very dangerous job. So she died early. And then he's going to think about all this history 
that leaded him to stand and sit there. Wow. Beautiful. Would you like to read part two? Or I should can. I? It's up to you. Okay, give it to me. Én úgy vagyok, hogy már százezer éve nézem, amint meglátok hirtelen. Egy pillanat, kész az idő egésze, mint százezer ős szemlélget velem. Látom, mit ők nem láttak, mert kapáltak, öltek, öleltek, tették, amit kell, és ők látják azt, az anyagba leszálltak, mit én nem látok, ha vallani kell. Tudunk egymásról, mint öröm és bánat, Enyém a múlt és övék a jelen. Verset írunk. Ők fogják ceruzámat. És én érzem őket. És emlékezem. Anyám kun volt. Az apám félig székely. Félig román vagy tán egészen az. Anyám szájából édes volt az étel. Apám szájából szép volt és igaz. Mikor mozdulok, ők ölelik egymást. Elszomorodom néha emiatt. Ez az elmúlás. Ebből vagyok. Meglásd, hogy majd nem leszünk, megszólítanak. Megszólítanak, mert ők én vagyok már. Gyengelétemre így vagyok erős. Ki emlékszem, hogy több vagyok a soknál. Mert az őssejtig vagyok minden ős. Az ős vagyok, mely sokasodni foszlik. Apám s anyám már válok boldogon. És apám, anyám maga is ketté oszlik, s én lelkes egyé így szaporodom. A világ vagyok. Minden, ami volt, van. A sok nemzetség, mely egymásra tör. A honfoglalók győznek velem holtan, és a meghódoltak kínja meggyötör. Árpád, Zalán, Verbőci és Dózsa, török, tatár, tót, román kavarog eszívben, mely a múltnak már adósa szelíd jövővel, mai magyarok. Én dolgozni akarok. Elegendő harc, hogy a múltat be kell vallani. A Dunának mely múlt jelens jövendő egymástől elég lágy hullámai. A harcot, amelyet őseink vívtak, békévé oldja az emlékezés, és rendezni végre közös dolgainkat. Ez a mi munkánk, és nem is kevés. Wow, gyönyörű. Azt hiszem jobban, mint az én. Nagyon, nagyon, nagyon jó. Was that the rest of the, the poem? Yeah, that was the ending. That was the ending. And you see, he was talking about Verbuzzi, Arpad, Zalani, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he was just reminiscing of all these ancient Hungarian fathers who who's, led us. Who's Zalan? Oh, I can't tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always feel like you know Hungarian but history I, I, than me. So. I know Verbuzzi, I know Doja, I know Yo, Arpad, okay, I don't know Zalan. I don't know about Zalan that much. Katinka Sabo. A usual, uh, how do you say, like a regular listener? Um, someone, um, kedves hallgató. Kedves hallgató, Katinka Szabó. Fecsek a felszín hallgata mely az egyik kedvenc versorom. Is that another poem of Jozsa Vatilas? No, it, it was in the poem, actually. Oh. Uh, um, at the beginning, you see, here? Uh-huh. It was Mint It's somewhere over here, but it actually means that I love how the... Oh my God, it's hard to translate. <laughs> it means that um, he's listening to the sound of the river, the top and the bottom. And, and the top is like bambling and just speaking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
very softly and uh, about some not so interesting facts but the but you know the depth is something different cool love it lovely 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 yenyuru 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 seip asmota bana adrian kosi seipan does anyone want to hear another poem maybe we have time for a couple more one or two by the way would you mind checking if alexa's lost in the stairs yeah Yeah, that's why I said it's, it's Alexa. Uh-huh. Okay. We have her standing by the door. <laughs> she can't get in. All right. Alexa's trapped outside. Okay. Well, all right. If anyone wants to hear another poem while uh, my fiance is trapped in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> He's, she's lost in like the Danube River. <laughs> Probably not, but... We have time for it. We have a whole book of Yoja Bhatila. Not to be just like so depressed. There is some Disulateshna Pumra is something more like cheerful. Okay. Sulateshna Pumra. You told me that one before that you really liked it, so Yeah. It's like the the big one of the biggest poems of of his. And we have to learn it by heart. I know a lot of you probably know. <laughs> Can you find it for me? I'm having yeah. trouble. Loose wrists. Look at Fruji a little bit more. Oh, thank you. It's only polite. It's only polite. Oh, actually, there is a song from this poem, which is pretty cool. The the Suletishna poem. Uh huh. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Suletishna pomra. All right, let's see what do we got here. Harmin's kate evesh let the main Meg lepetesh ekut the main Cheche beche Ayan dek Meyel meglepem Ekavehel Ekavehazi Segleten Magam magam The corner of the coffee house At the corner of the coffee house That's Kavehazi Segleten Magam magam Harmin's kate even Elselet Shmeg Havi Ketsas Shoshitelt Azam Azam Lehetem Volna Oktato Nem i Tutu Tututor Koptato Segen Legen Denem letem mert Segeden El Tanachot Azeditem Fura Ura Inteme Gorshan Nierschenert a ninchen apam, vershemert, a hont kivont. Sabjabal, ofta elenem, ide idezi selemem, hevet, snevet, unamig sobol ertekén, nem les tanár efer tekén, kagyok, shragyok, ha urul, horger antalur, hogy kötünk, Nem nyaltan tanul. Sekai. Eke. Én egész népemet fogom. Nem küzé biskolás fokon. Tanítani. 
What do you think? How did I do? Well, it was fine. You have to uh, practice with these uh, gaming words at the end because pronunciation is pretty hard with those. Can you can you show us how it's done? Maybe pick a couple to. Like this one, this gajok uh, shrajok. The g is something hard, I think, maybe to pronounce because you have to just like. Yeah, that's the hardest for me. Uh, okay, so Alexa is missing downstairs. Do you mind if I just uh, give her a quick call just to make sure that she's... <laughs> That'd be a good idea. All right. Can you hand me my phone? Anazesht, Anazesht. But we do not want to leave my menya son stranded. So actually... You can, you can keep talking. I just wanted to tell the story of the poem, maybe. Hey, And Alexa. <laughs> It's like you're calling Siri. <laughs> uh, are, are you are you outside? Okay, you can come back and ring the doorbell. Ray just didn't know it was you. All right, so we'll see you soon. Set it like. Okay, cool. And uh, Peter Diglich, sak kuzepe halotam. Utoriara asuleteshna pomra vershet. He told that he he was um, still in the school uh, in high school probably, but um, when he when he last heard this poem, I guess he liked it. He liked it. You yo utlet Gloria Varsegi yo utlet. It's very nice having you here because usually I read these poems and I, I don't know, you know, I'm trying, but this is very hard old Hungarian. Well, so. the story is pretty funny. Can you tell us about yeah, it? Yeah, because the guy was like 22 when he wrote this poem and uh, or, or maybe even younger. And uh, that he had like this very grumpy teacher at the university and he told him, oh my God, you are not going to be teacher in Hungary until I live because Joseph Attila had uh, some troubles because of his poems actually he wrote about Christ in not like a well-mannered way <laughs> during that time uh, and he actually had like um, like a, a jury meeting with this really yeah because of the, the poem and uh, the guy said okay I'm gonna cancel you and he was like No, you're not canceling me. I have another poem about you. <laughs> And the, the ending is pretty funny because he says, uh, Mr. Horger Antal, and, um, I'm not going to teach like um, high schoolers. I'm going to teach everyone on a higher level in this country. Ah, cool. So he was pretty sure about what he does. So this is what he says here. Ha urul, urul. Ha urul horger antalur, hoj kutunk nem nyeltan tanu, sheke, eke. It means, it means, this is pretty funny because it means if you're, if you're happy that I'm not learning the grammars anymore at your school, don't be. Because I'm gonna teach this one. Eneges nepemet. Fogom. Én egész nepemet fogom. Nem középiskolás fokon. Nem középiskolás fokon. 
en egész népemet fogom, nem középiskolás fogom, tanítani. Mm-hmm. This kind of reminds me a little bit of like a nail through. Like, yeah, because it is. Actually, it's a playful thing. Like, it's just, um, okay, you told me that. I tell you this. It's fun, I think. Do you know any good nail through? Oh my God, I hate those. You hate them? Yeah. <laughs> the you, one- you know any good ones in Hungarian? Yeah, I know a few. Like okay, this Pava thing. Yeah, I just that was the one I just learned last week was was Arambacian Papanyavan, Pavatlatvan, Sayatatvan, Labatrazvan, Pavavavat. No, not correct. Nemjo. Nemjo. Oh no. Adambacham. Adambacham. There is a short version for that. Let's try with that. Adambacham. Adambacham. Pavatlatvan. Pavatlatvan. Pavavavat. No, it's not correct either. The one, the one I don't that, remember. The one that I learned was Adam Bachyam Papam Papanyavan. Pavatlatvan Pavatlatvan Sayatatvan. No, then there was Labatrazvan. Oh. Oh, that's harder, but it's correct now. And then I also learned that Fekete Bika Pata Koboga Patika Pepita Kuven. Oh my god. I cannot repeat that. But this is all that I do. Now I you can now you can wrap the the poem too. And I guess nepemet fogon nem kuzepiskolash fogon tani tani. But we usually stop by this just to make like fun of the word like tani tani. Tani tani. It's just plain. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you want to hear the third one, last one? The third, the harmedic, the uta show. What was it again? It was not John Fai. It was it was the it was the hurtful one. Do you do you want to hear that? Yeah, I think so. That's like a good one to. That's it. That's it's it. a long one. So maybe we'll do a little bit of uh, switching back and forth. Okay. When you are tired of it. I can never get tired of Yozhevatila. Do you like Petufi more? I like Petuvi. I think Petuvi for me is a more interesting historical character. Yeah, but because of the revolution. Yeah, yes. the revolution as it as it Nyotsas Nejven Nyots is not just It's almost like fake how like heroic Petuvi's story is, and I think maybe part of that is because he has this like cult built up around him. Mm, yeah, of course. Um, but it is like it also just the fact to me that he died when he was what twenty six, twenty seven years old. Yep. And he already had this incredible collection of poems it's, it's amazing yeah do, do you um have you ever learned about the um, 19 1956 revolution and also the literature of that because there are a lot of um emigrant uh um writers for example Mary Shandor. he lived in uh, america yeah i know so. he he's actually uh, quite prominent in leon falu where i live now yeah. there's a lot of marai shandor um Statues mm. and streets. Lanfalu. Lanfalu. Mm. And he wrote a very cool poem about Ezer Kilenc Hazetvahat. And the, the aftermath of the of the revolution, because there was a lot of people, you know, uh, thrown into jail. And uh, he wrote about uh, basically the tyranny mm-hmm. of the communists. And it's a very famous poem also, so I'm going to search for it later and then I'm going to show you maybe. What's it what's it called? Oh, it just won't come to my mind. I'm going to search for it later. 
But if someone knows, tell us, please. But I did read the Agiertek. Uh, It's a Marai Shandar book, like the candles, the embers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you read that? Yeah, it's a good book. I love the, the way that it's told. It's like a very interesting uh, concept for a story because it's just two guys sitting and like they're like 90 years old by the fireplace and the guy wanted to get revenge for that whole time. And it's just very interesting. It's so interesting when someone leaves the home country and then they write about the experience of not being there. And also Marai um, eventually killed himself when he was very old because of this. Really? Yes. Because I didn't know that he killed himself. He was, he was uh, very... Um, he was attacked for not staying in Hungary that time. And he, he thought he acted... He acted covertly or something. I don't know. Of course, we never know what went in his head or what was in his head. But he, he committed suicide pretty, pretty, at a pretty old age. Actually, because there is this statue of him in Leanfalu. Tetanus de moshnekem ish hozad kel tanulom. Tistelet neked. Zoltan shosh. Ah, see ya, Alexa. Ojvaj. We got a new guest here. Najana, special guest. Kulenush Vendek. What does that mean? Különleges. Különleges, huh? So, Nagyon Fáj, József Attila, az utolsó verseket. Oh, who knows? Maybe not. I'll begin, and then I'll pass it off. Okay. Kívül belül, leselkedő halál elől, mint lukba megriát, egerke. Ha még hevus, Az asszonyhoz úgy menekülsz, hogy óvjon, kárja, üle, terde. Nem csak a lág, nem csak a lágy, melegül csal, nem csak a vágy, de oda taszít a muszá is, ezért ülel, minden ami asszonyra lel, míg el nem feherül a szá is, Kettős teher, és kettős kincs, hogy szeretni kell, ki szeretsz pára, pára nem találhat. Oly hontalan, mint amilyen, gemoltalan, a szükségét végző vaddálat. Nincsen egyeb, menedekünk a késhegyet, Parányádnak, szegzed, szegezd, te bátor. És lásd, akadt nő ki érti a szavakat, de mégis ellökött magától. Nincsen helyem így élők közt. Zúg a fejem, gondom s fájdalmam kicifrázva, mint a gyerek kezében a csörgőcserek, ha magára hagyottan rázza. Mit kellene tenni érte és ellene? Nem szégyenlem, ha kitalálom, hisz kitaszít a világ így is olyat, akit kábít a nap, ettent az álom. A kultúra úgy hull le rólam, mint ruha másról a boldog szerelemben. De az hol áll, hogy nézze, mint dobál halál, és még egyedül kell ilyen szenvednem? A csecsemő is szenvedi, ha szül a nő. Párosként enyhíthet a lázat, de én nekem pénzt hoz fájdalmas énekem, s hozzám szegődik a gyalázat. 
Segítsetek, ti kisfiúk, a szemetek pattanjon meg ott ő, ahol jár. Ártatlanok, csizmák alatt sikongjatok, és mondjátok neki, nagyon fáj. Ti hű ebek, kerék alá kerüljetek, s ugassátok neki, nagyon fáj. Nők, terhetek, viselők, elvetéljetek, és sírjátok neki, nagyon fáj. Épp emberek, bukjatok, összetörjetek, s motyogjátok neki, nagyon fáj. Ti férfiak, egymást megtépve nő miatt, ne hallgassátok el, nagyon fáj. Lovak, bikák, kiket, hogy húzzatok, igát herélnek, ríjátok, nagyon fáj. Néma halak, horgot kapjatok ég alatt, és tátogjatok rá, nagyon fáj. Elevenek, minden mi kintól megremeg égjen, hol laktok, kert, vadon, táj. És ágya körül, üszkösen, ha elszenderül, vakogjatok velem, nagyon fáj. Hallja még él, azt tagadta meg, amit ér. Elvont a puszta kénye véget, kívül belől menekülő élő elől a legutolsó menedéket. Wow, köszönöm szépen. That It's was a pretty strong one. Tragically beautiful. I mean, I didn't even fully understand the words at the end, but you could just tell tonally how it became a very sad and deep poem. Could you could you tell us a little bit what he's talking about there when he says Okay, let's see, because, well, he he tells you that, okay, he he feels like, he starts with the, with the fact that he's alone, okay? And that, uh, that when a man wants a woman, it is something more than him. It, it is something um, more than wanting to have a relationship or a relation mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. some, uh, some, to a woman. It, it is like um, when it feels and it, it starts to compare this this um, state of mind uh, to being like uh, an animal when it's doing its job, you know? A and wild animal. Yeah, a wild animal. In the nature, with the, yeah, with the, the nature. man looking for the woman. Yeah, and then, and then he says, okay, there are some women who know what I'm saying, but they are not giving me help. They're not letting me love them. Probably, and uh, he says that. But at the this end part, when I when I was can ch- chanting, "Nagyon uh, fáj," mm-hmm. uh, he says to everyone, "You men, you woman, you people, um, horses and um, and um, fishes and everything that lives, just scream with me. It hurts." Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the hurtful existence what he's trying to have a grasp on well eduardo uh Shepulveda just says wow i think he really likes the way that you read thank you it's a nice poem read it a lot read a lot of joseph attila this nadjon fai is that like a, a phrase that has stuck in the is that a famous phrase in hungarian yeah. like will instantly everyone know that you're talking about this poem? yeah if you say nadjon fai then okay joseph attila <laughs> it is it's sort of like a representation of his whole life in a way oh, must be you know he had uh, severe problems mental health issues uh and he was also mistreated mm, mm, abused as, as for, no mistreated um um in psychoanalyst by psychoanalyst oh. he thought they thought that he was uh as far as i can tell they thought that he was like a schizophrenic uh-huh 
but he was like actually borderline. He had borderline disorder, which they at the time did not know. So it was pretty tragic because they couldn't give them the treatment he needed. And so eventually he killed himself, unfortunately. He threw himself on a train track or something, right? Probably he did, yes. Or we cannot know for sure that he, he did it um, for suicide or something happened like an accident. But probably it was a suicide, yes. Because he left a lot of letter, letters to loved ones. Uh-huh. And how would you compare him to a figure like Eddie, uh, Adi Andre, for example? Oh, yeah. Um, well, actually, he was a big... Um, Po- poets for him also he was like a big figure for Josef Attila because Josef Attila was more like 1920s yeah. 1930s and Adi Andre was yeah, more turn yeah. of the century yeah yeah it was like millennial uh-huh. poetry but um, Adi Andre was like the this big figure of um, actually making a revolution to Hungarian poetry um, like the language itself mm-hmm. making it renewed and uh, yes some type of that thing, yes. And he, he went to Paris, you know, and yeah, yeah. everything. He was like a big cosmopolitan and he he really wanted Hungarian to be a big language and mm-hmm. a big big literature. Is, am I crazy for thinking that uh, Adi Andre is like somewhat, obviously not a poet, but similar to Hemingway in a way? Similar to Hemingway? Oh, well, he he loved life also. He <laughs> <laughs> loved women. Um but uh, yeah, he was, you know, of course it was poems and not, yeah. not like the yeah. prose. And uh, oh, that's a, that's a nice comparison. I've never thought about that. The only reason I, I think about that is because he also lived in Paris, obviously. But they And Hemingway in many ways revitalized the English language because he got rid of, he made it much more simple, actually. I don't know yeah, if that's more, what... More minimalistic as far as I, I know. Like, um, like more short um, terms and more short, shorter like sentences, very clear and Adi Andre, he has this like look about him that's like it's almost it's I wouldn't say it's like haunting but it's like it sticks with you it sticks with you it's very like a power he's this dark complexion and these eyes that sort of like pierce through yeah he was ill actually he, he was it. ill also yeah. so all yeah. the Hungarian poets were like uh yeah this there is there they were like the big typical geniuses you know uh-huh. with the illnesses and drinking problems and syphilis <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I mean, that might, was like that. I don't know if it's just Hungarian poets. I think there's a lot of poets, like the genius type of ones. They know? have a they have an Rambo alien or something, an alienation from society. Of course, and they must be because then they couldn't have a perspective that you don't have as mm-hmm. as a normal, normal, more normal person. Do you think that's necessary for a poet or a writer to have like a source of pain within them? Oh, pain. Yeah, I think yes, that's a true thing. I I also write sometimes, you know, prose, and I told you about that before, but um, I find that to be very true. When you have something to to solve in yourself, then you are trying to solve it by by words. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that must be very true, because look at those lives. They wouldn't be so painful in these sentences if they wouldn't have lived those hard lives and hardships well i think that's what what makes them also a little bit relatable because we all have pain in our own lives in our own ways we just can't express it we can't express it and somehow these people are like the conduit or the channel for us to express this pain or this this joy but just strong emotions in every direction nemertem amit besel
Oh, he doesn't understand. Okay, talana utasho utpets lehet pesani majuru eshutana vege. We'll do five more minutes in Hungarian and then uh, we'll wrap it up. Nagyon nagyon jó volt igazából a tetszik ez a tetszik ez a beszakítés. Nekem is. Jó, jó, azt hiszem a pihentető. Pihentető. Pihentető és kenyemes, nem kenyemes, kenyemes. That would be more like boring. Ez nem unalmas, csak komfortos. Komfortos, komfortos. És nagyon jó nekem, mert azt mondtam előtt, nagyon nehéz általában, amikor olvasok a magyar verseket, mert nagyon szép a hang, nagyon szép a szóvak, de nagyon nehéz nekem tényleg lehet érteni nekem. És most a veled könnyű. De is József Attila, azt hiszem, I gained an appreciation for him tonight that I didn't... Mindig, mindig nagyon jó kutu azt gondoltam persze, mert igazából a nagyon híres szobor a Dunanál, a parlament mellett a József Attila, és mindig azt hittem, hogy nagyon jó, nagyon jó srác, mert néha nagyon furcsa vagyok, de néha tetszik beszélgetni a szobaral. és uh, leülhetsz és beszélhetsz vele, miközben ő gondolkodik. Benne gondolkodik, mit jelent? Uh, when he's thinking why, why, while you are trying to talk to him, he's like thinking about Daniel Bender. Yeah. Igen, igen, igen. Nagyon jó szobor. És uh, szeret, uh, szeretnél beszélgetni uh, több József Attila, vagy Hunor és Magor. A véges gondolok. Szerintem nagyon jó volt olvasni. Jól olvasol, te is. Átéled. You live it in yourself, you live through what you read. Yeah, igen. És nagyon jól tudsz, egyre jobban szerintem nagyon szépen beszélsz magyarul. Oh, köszönöm szépen. Most uh, nagyon jó nekem uh, meghallgatni ezt, mert uh, uh, azt hiszem, tudom, a, a magyar nyelvet nagyon nehéz, és általában nem sok idegen emberrel lehet beszegedni uh, és olvasni, de nekem most a, a több Tudom. Egyre több. Ha, igen, 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 igen. És most uh, lehet, uh, I want to keep going. I want to keep going because this language, I feel like it's going to be a lifelong challenge for me. And it's very good to have the motivation from everyone to keep going. So thank you. Thank you, Fruji. Köszönöm szépen for being here. Köszönöm szépen mindenkinek. Azt hiszem a legjobb epizód volt, mert sok... Uh, action beszakítés uh, szobaban és uh, we really appreciate all the comments we really appreciate all the words egészségetekre one last time egészség we will see you next week same time same place csütötök éjszaka történet idő and that's a wrap